Let me take a breath. Because I am still getting anxiety, getting on this microphone, talking on this platform, being vulnerable, being transparent, being everything. Hi, how is everybody doing? If you do not know who I am, let me go ahead and introduce myself. My name is Pope Adrian Bless Big Death. I am the mortician and I like to walk you down into what we like to call, and as I am your host, a place called the Dead Man's Gospel. I said in the last podcast, I was going to start trying to sing that a little bit, but I'm not going to run that to the ground. Hello. Hi. How are you? If you are just now tuning in, I like to say graciously, thank you for being here. Thank you for lending me your ears and your mind and your spirit for a second. Thank you. And I hope today is treating you accordingly as well as you were treating yourself, if not better. For those who may not be on that side of the spectrum, having a little bit of a mental day of any sorts, I like to send you prayers, abundance, peace, light, joy, prosperity, all the awesome things, and to let you guys know you're not alone. I truly relate. I've been there. I do be there. Um, I do be there. Sorry for all my grammatical Nazis out there. My apologies. I am there on and off. I send you all the peace in the world and to let you know that it does not continue on forever. Things change. Mental health changes, spirit changes, growth changes, and I hope you get the support and love and the kindness and the gratefulness that you can get today in this world. Now, last time I got on this thing, I, up there, I, I kept saying, I said, well, I don't even know what to talk about. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Right. Don't know. Had no idea. Didn't know what to do. So today I said, OK, well, because listen, here's my process. I don't get up. I don't walk and think about all my topics. I don't have talking points. I don't write down a bunch of notes. I don't do anything. I just technically get on here, give my spiel, speak on how I feel, whether it's that day, that week, that month, that year, express myself and try to open up a healthy conversation, if you will, healthy conversation, and hopefully be able to share some insight and some knowledge with people. And maybe they can take from that. Maybe not either way. Thank you for letting me do it. I was thinking to myself today, well, I was thinking back rather on a period of time where I would get on YouTube every day, I would find all these motivational speakers, listen to them for hours on end, follow it up with a bunch of meditation, sit down with myself for 10, 15 minutes, draw, try to do it again, blah, blah, blah. I don't know why that particular time frame came up, but it was more so the motivation. It was more so trying to figure out what fueled me, what drove me internally, internally. You know, because like I said last episode, I'm a Gemini. <laughs> okay. I'm always wanting more with myself when we talk about my personal passions, when we're talking about art, when we're talking about growth, when we're talking about being able to be the best you can be in all aspects of your life. It's always that is consistently that, right? So I went back and I had a book or two with a couple notes that I've had over the years. I don't always go over them or scour them or, or skim through them as much because like I said, last episode about discipline, we as adults normally like to go and make excuses for being disciplined by saying we're too busy. That is the excuse that I'm going to use right now. I was too busy. Now, in my mind, I probably had a lot going on, but I could have carved out a little bit of time to go back and reread. And, and that's the beautiful thing about writing notes and journaling and things like that. You have the opportunity at any given point in your life, if you keep up with your books, that you can go back, reread segments of your life and scenarios, look at what you've done differently, how you could have done things better. And it's almost like time travel. You know what I mean? It's kind of like time travel in a way. You get to go back and see everything you've done and try to prevent your mistakes or better your achievements from that time to this time, being able to assess every scenario that you're in, blah, blah, blah. That's the beauty of it, but we're moving forward. So as I'm going back and reading through some of these notes, I had a couple of the things that I have wrote down in lists, but I never really expounded on. So this is going to be my first time really trying to expound on these things here because it's stuff that 
I can relate to, I think everyone can really relate to, it can relate to for a lifetime. Because most time how I, I learn really differently. I learn in a general aspect, right? I don't sit down and get super detailed. Um, I'm one of those people that have to take things in my brain like animation or cartoons and connect it to a fact that I want to remember. You know what I'm saying? Um, like, like words and things. I'm one of those people, right? So I also have a hard time remembering a lot of things in detail anyway. I struggle with that. So I try to keep a lot of things general. I try to keep things very general, very elucidated, if you will. I try to keep it very smooth. But these things today that I'm going to discuss real quick, I really wanted to share, not only for you guys, but for myself, because I'll go back and listen to this and I'll sit there and feel reaffirmed, right? I feel reaffirmed. I feel powerful. I feel empowered. So these things I remember a prompt that got me to write this. What are the things that you wish they taught in school? If you had to go back and look through the syllabus, what would you think they should? What do you think should have been taught? My apologies. Huh. What do you think should have been taught when you were in school? And I remember sitting there pondering it, trying to figure it out, connect it. And I came up with these four things and I titled them four lessons to learn early. Now, granted, this is not a rule of thumb. This is just my opinions. These are just my opinions, my viewpoints, my thoughts. Okay. You may agree. You may not agree. If you have things to add on to it, please do. If you have things that need to be altered in your list, if you have a list, please do. But I'm going to go ahead and try to dive into them because I think it's worth the knowledge and valuable enough to expose. One of the first things I said in that list was be self-reliant, be self-reliant. I don't know about everyone else's life, but I know in my life, I experienced a lot of codependency, even with myself, being dependent on my granny to getting out, being dependent on my friends, being dependent on my job, being dependent on all of these things that really didn't make me because I was afraid to be self-reliant. The thing about self-reliance is it goes a little deeper the older you get. When you're young and you think of self-reliance, you think of getting a job, getting a car, going to college, being an adult, being independent. You know, 18-year-olds, oh, I'm an adult now. 16, well, I'm almost old enough to do, you know, self You, you want to be self-reliant. And in some cases like that, you may see your friends self-reliant. You may see your friends being self-reliant, having their own cars, jobs, clothes, homes, whatever the case may be. But as you get older, self-reliance goes from material human conditioning to internal growth and betterment. I'm 32. Self-reliance for me means being able to read more books, spend more time in my craft, spend time meditating, learning different things, embracing different things, trying different things for myself to be more experienced in this world before I get out of here. Like I said in the last podcast, humans technically have about 4,000 weeks on the planet Earth. Spend them wisely. So self-reliance tends to come from having a foundation of the person you want to be. A lot of people are self-reliant in other ways, too, but it's unhealthy. Some people who are super prideful, been through life, fought through life, banged through life, had the weirdest and outlandish outcomes, learned they couldn't trust people, couldn't be vulnerable with them tend to become self-reliant out of internal spite. I don't need this. I don't need you. I can do it on my own. Even if they fully can't. So they will. But then they don't really learn from it. They just become deeper and darker and more 
infected by the idea that people aren't worth their salt. So nobody cares and nobody has their back because it's all about me. I have to be the one to get it done. If I don't get it done, then it won't be done, which is true. But you're not being vulnerable of vulnerable enough. I'm having a hard time speaking today. You're not being vulnerable enough to let the universe give you everything you need to be the best self-reliant individual you can. Self-reliance at this age means is said. Reading. Educating yourself, being smarter. Going to the gym. Getting up early. Writing down your goals and objectives for the day. Preparing, strategizing. Doing the thing. But it's hard to do that if you don't know what you're doing it for or who you're doing it for. So you got to kind of start looking at yourself and ask yourself the question, what person am I fighting to become? Because when you know who you are trying to become and where you're trying to go, self-reliance looks like a, a colder piece of cake. It's going to take a little bit of time. You're going to have failures, make mistakes. Your creeds and compasses and morale will change. Things will occur to you that will shift your perspective. But self-reliance is unwavering because you can embrace that happening to you. You can embrace these things occurring with you. You can take these things in stride. Use them as education and push yourself forward. Be self-reliant. Take the time out for yourself to build yourself to the point to where when you finally do accept help from others outside of your self-reliancy, you see that it's going to the greater good of the person you're trying to become because the universe will break you down, make you vulnerable, make you transparent in places you may or may not be ready for just to get you to the next level. When you have self-reliance, you're in there like swim gear. Now, again, it said some self-reliance is toxic. Some people use their pride as the fuel for self-reliance. I don't want to ask for help. I'm not going to go out my way. I'm not going to do da 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 I'm going to make happen myself because if I fail, I fail. And that's okay, cool. I get it again. Embrace failure. But don't fail if you don't have to. Be self-reliant. Be self-reliant, but be vulnerable enough to know that you can't fully do it alone when it's time to get to that next level. Find the person you're trying to become and the thing you're trying to be. Create a plan around that. Learn every skill around that. Build up on every seminar. Invest what you got to invest in that. Be the person you need to be. And when it's time to showcase it to the world, you'll have an army of those around you willing to make sure you get to the top of the mountain. That is my perspective. That's my viewpoint, which segues into this. The second lesson I said that should have been learned early is having new skills. Learn new skills. When you have new skills in your arsenal, you are more of a threat to the world than somebody that's a specialist. There's this book that I read. Please forgive me. I'm a butcher the title because it's been so long. I forgot the author's name, but it was a really awesome book. And it was entitled How to Be Better at Almost Everything. I believe. Google it. Check the title. If it's some close to that, then yeah, that's that. If it's not, and that's that. Then okay. But just check out the book. Okay, And the book primarily specifies and speaks on when you can learn 60 to 80 percent of a skill, you tendly become more valued to the world than those who are specialists. You're an electrician. You don't know everything about being an electrician, but you know enough to get the job done. Then you got some people that are master electricians, been doing it for 30, 40 years. You'll always have a job as an electrician. But at some point, let's say something happens to the master electrician. You know, you get shocked have a heart attack, stroke on the job, something that's going to prevent you from doing this job anymore. 
You don't have any other skills. You don't have no other skills to contribute to the world. So you're not making the money, not generating the experiences. You got to learn something completely all over again. Because the thing about dedication and commitment to something is sometimes you got to find a balance in it. It's like when you, you're in college and you, you're studying for all these tests and you can't cram all this knowledge in and you're trying to. So you're doing it every day, every day, every day. You go take the test. You kind of somewhat fail the test because you don't let your brain heal. You didn't let your brain digest and process all this information. So when you're a specialist and you don't get the just do at the end of your specialty, you're stuck at the bottom again. But when you're a generalist, when you learn new skills to tackle the world with success, financial success, internal success, mental success. You'll always have something to do. You can always be better. You'll get better at everything you do. When you learn new skills, you're more valuable and more of an asset to the world, to the people you know. It's, just, it's like being a self-made entrepreneur. It's like being an entrepreneur. I need to know my niche. I need to know my product. I need to know my audience. I need to know my market. I need to do all this stuff because this is what it's going to be. And all of those things require learning different skills, learning how the internet works, knowing how social media works, knowing how to network and talk with people, knowing different tips and tricks and mastery of psychology to be able to get people to go and invest in your brand or your ideas. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Expound on yourself. You're not just made to be this version of yourself right now. Expound on it. Do more. Showcase more. Give more because that also translates to transparency. And that transparency bounces back into self-reliance because you are relying on yourself to get the job done. Win, lose, or draw. Learn new skills. Learn new things. Contribute different things to the world and yourself most importantly. So when you get to the point where you're self-reliant, ready to go, learn new skills, getting prepared. Now you got to have number three, have reliable goals, have goals that you can achieve, have things that you can do that only you can get done and no one else. When people think of goals, they think of goals on the surface level. Go to college, do this, do this, work a great job, do this, do this. A lot of times people's goals are so personal that if they try to tell somebody, they're going to get told that's impossible. That's crazy. That's nuts. So they get shut down. They don't do it. They don't even develop anything. They don't try to rather. But it's not on them. It's on you. Have reliable goals. Set up different strategies and plans for things that you can do for yourself, because when you are self-reliant, ready to go with new skills, well-equipped, you can use these goals and skills together to create the thing that you're looking for, that you need. Because being self-reliant is basically me saying again, I'm ready. I know what to do. The skills I got, I got these skills to go into the goals that I want to achieve. And only I can do that. Only I can pull that off. Only I can do it together. Now, granted, again, the way the universe works, the energy you put out for yourself is the energy you're going to get back and full from other people. Person, place, thing. That's it. That's all. So when we're talking about momentum, creating the velocity to get to where you got to go, you got to have goals that are simple enough to get where you have to get. We've all played video games, I'm assuming. So Super Mario is a classic. 
What does he do throughout it most of the time? He's collecting coins. Do, 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 do. Coins, just coins, little stuff. Crash Bandicoot, all he's getting is peaches. And eventually you get enough and you end up getting to the boss level. You got to knock the boss level out, but you're not thinking about the boss. You're thinking about getting enough coins for yourself in this moment. So when you do finally get to the boss, you can look back and say, oh, I'm well equipped for this. Because you created confidence. Unwavering, unshakable confidence. When you have small goals, those small goals equating to bigger goals, those big goals becoming grander objectives. Because you're taking the skills that you needed for your self-reliance and poured them into that to make sure that you achieved them in a way that nobody can tell you that you didn't deserve it. But with all of that, you know, sometimes you'll hear people say, okay, yeah, but man, this is, this is too much. It's too much. It's too much. Oh my God, I never get a break. 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 I need something to do. I need something to do. I need to chill out. I need a vacation. I need a vacation. Well, it leads into number four, and that is self-care. See, in my generation, at least a lot of my comrades when we was coming up, we were, we were adults. We were kid adults. We took care of everything. We ripped and ran the streets. We did this. We went to school. We came home. We operated around. We did what we had to do for our families, everything under the sun. Self-care is not talked about enough. And when self-care is talked about, they kind of exclude people. Self-care always excludes people in some capacity. Like everybody doesn't deserve it. Doesn't matter what you're doing in life. Doesn't matter what level you're on. Doesn't matter what job you have. Everyone needs to take care of themselves. That is the easiest way to say it. Self-care. People think self-care is going out and getting pampered, manicures, pedicures. Massages, this and this. So people who got that mindset feel like, well, I can't afford it. I can't go on vacation. I can't leave my house. I can't do this. I ain't got the money for this. Self-care. Self-care is not expensive. Self-care is doing what you love to do in the comfort of yourself. It's not about what you can spend. It's about how you can spend the fact that you're still a human being and you need fuel. You need to chill out. You can't run your car for 90 hours straight, bro, without running out of gas. It's just not going to happen. And if it does, I'm sorry, I don't know jack about automobiles. I'm just saying, but I don't see that happening. I don't see that happening. You can't think that being self-reliant is not going to have setbacks. That it's not going to pummel you. That it's not going to hurt you. That it's not going to smack you in the back of your head with a baseball bat. It will. Because you got to stand on things. At the same time, while you're taking that time that you're scheduling out to be self-reliant to learn new skills, it's not going to come overnight. You're going to have to invest and invest and invest and learn and study and practice, learn, study, practice, learn, study, practice these new skills until you're comfortable enough to go out into the world with them and push them towards your goals. Pushing towards any goal takes time, even if it's you just getting out of bed and brushing your teeth when you're depressed and you don't have it in you. You don't have the energy. Like I said in the last podcast, it takes 10% a day to beat out 99% of people. It takes a lot for the last three. The last three takes a whole lot on you, takes a toll or makes a diamond. But either or, you are responsible for sitting down after the home is built, the road is paved, the architecture's laid. Sit back in your chair, get your juice, get your cigar, get your drink, whatever you do, whatever you do, and kick your feet up and say, I did that. I did that. 
I did that. I did that. I did that. I did that. I did that. Self-care is also knowing that you did that and embracing the fact that you did that. Self-care is also patting yourself on the back for what you thought you couldn't do. Not what everybody else thought you couldn't do, what you thought you couldn't do. Because at the end of that fourth step, when you look back through all of it, all the small nuances and details and memories, the forgiving and the forgetting, the breaking and the remolding and the reshaping and the reoccurring themes that you constantly go back and forth with because you can't let go of certain things in your life. You still got to rest. God rested on the seventh, right? Okay. What makes you any different? Being a machine means cars and gears must run smoothly. They must run in a way that is almost unparalleled to any human. When you are self-reliant with all the skills in the world and the hungriest goals you're devoted to, self-care is a must. Even if it's just sitting in your own solitude for 20 minutes in silence, meditating, breathing, letting your brain do its thing. You have to stop sometimes and say, just patting myself on the back, by the way, I did that. Be that person. Be self-reliant. Learn new skills. Have relatable goals and take care of yourself. Those are the four things I wish they taught in school. How to be self-reliant, how to learn new skills, how to have reliable goals and how to take care of ourselves. Because John D. Rockefeller instantiated school so he can put people to 12 years of torture so they can go work in warehouses and make him more money. That shit was off the ripper set up. But that's not the point I'm getting at. The point I'm getting at is these four things aren't just for people with mental health or without mental health. This is for any and everything in the world. Animals do this every day. Animals do the same thing every day. They're self-reliant for the most part. The skills they know they can contribute to their family and community. The goals they have are very basic, which is to feed their family, take care of their family, and they take care of themselves. They pick bugs off their backs and stuff. You know what I mean? They take care of themselves. Everyone should take care of themselves. If you think you're incapable of any of these things, I want you to understand that that right there is the first thing you need to chip at before we start getting too deep into the fire. Because if you don't, you will continue sitting exactly where you're sitting right now. I know there are people right now listening to me that are sitting right there in some kind of dump, some kind of solitude, some kind of hurt, some kind of pain that they don't think they can fix or they're not deserving to fix. They're not deserving to take care of themselves. They're not deserving to be successful. They're not deserving to be financially abundant. They're not deserving to be happy. Let me tell you right now, that is not only the furthest thing from the truth, but that is the biggest lie that the universe has ever conjured in your brain. Ain't even the universe's fault. You think that. It's not fair. It's not fair to the greater version of you. It's not fair to the impeccable version that you are. It's not fair. To believe that you who was placed on this planet to be more than what you are in this very second is not deserving of what we were put here to gain. Be self-reliant. Learn some new skills. Have reliable goals. And take care of yourself. 
if it's all too hard for you, don't try to eat the whole elephant in one sitting. Bit by bit by bit. I said that in the last podcast about discipline. Bit by bit by bit by bit by bit. That is exactly what we're looking for. That is exactly what we need because the universe loves momentum. The universe loves momentum. It loves knowing that this person or this place or this thing is working towards giving me the right to use the energy because this is exactly what we're here for to create. Not stay stagnant. Four lessons to learn early. Be self-reliant. Learn new skills. Have reliable goals. And my friends, as we close out this podcast for this week, I like to say one last thing. And that is take care of yourself. I am so grateful that you're here. I'm so grateful you sat and listened to me rambling. Thank you for spending time with me and being a part of these moments, these memories, these classics in my brain, if you will. I am grand and I will end this off the same way I always end it off. Oh, that you may bless us all indeed and enlarge our territory, that you may keep your hand with us and keep us all from evil. In your name and Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I have been your gracious, late, gratefully dead host, Pope Adrian. Bless big death. And this has been the Dead Man's Gospel.